Welcome to the Anchored Podcast with Pastor Reginald Wayne Sharp Jr. I am so excited that you've tuned in, and it is my prayer that these messages will always help you to remain anchored, regardless of what storm or what season you're navigating. I pray that God would speak to your heart today and that you will never, ever, ever be the same again. Stay connected to Fellowship Chicago. This is Pastor Reginald Wayne Sharp Jr. I pray you stay anchored. Peace, peace. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good, good afternoon. Good morning, Fellowship. Good morning. Good morning. Have a seat for a minute. Have a seat. Have a seat. You know what? It's indeed a pleasure and it's an honor to be before you today. Because this is what? A day that the Lord has made and we're gonna what? Rejoice and be glad in it. You know what, I, I thought that the rain would make me feel some type of way earlier this morning, but the devil is a lie because I'm gonna be glad and rejoice in it. Anybody ready to be glad and rejoice anyway? Yes, yes, I like to give praise and thanks to God for Making this moment possible. Come on, somebody, making it possible. For allowing me to be able to flow in yet another one of my callings. Come on, somebody. Yes, yes. Honor to our pastor in his absence, Reginald Sharp Jr. I thank him. I thank him so much for taking this time to trust me in this sacred space with this sacred time. I don't, I don't take it for granted. I'm very grateful. Uh, honor to his wife also, our, our Lady Bree. Let's give it up for Lady Bree in her absence. Praise and honor to Reverend Pope for all that you, all that you do here and, 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 and being so kind to me and preparing me for this time. I thank you. Honor to your lovely wife your daughter, and, and, and I want to take this special time to thank my boo. My boo, y'all, of uh, 26 years, this September be 26 years. I want to thank him for, for being my biggest cheerleader, my biggest fan, my biggest critic, and my biggest heart, I love you, I love you, I love you. One of our sons is in the house. The legendary Lee, y'all, he's in the building. He's in the building today, thank you. I wanna thank God for him, and, um, and I got some besties out here. I wanna thank God for them, my lovely niece, she came out. I don't know if my daddy Warbucks is here, but he's supposed to be here today too. But again, to each and every one of you, I'm grateful today, Amen. grateful. Let us pray. Father, we thank you today. We honor you because honor belongs to you. There is no God like you, for you, O oh Lord, are, are Jehovah Jireh. You are our greatest provider, and, and I thank you that Reverend Pope reminded me that you are Emmanuel. You're with us. So, Father, we thank you for being with us today. So, Lord, move by your spirit, have your way. Have your way. I pray that, I pray that this sermon will 
regulate a heart, heal a mind. But above all, if someone here that doesn't know you, I pray that it will save a soul. Because that's what we're here for. So, Lord, thank you right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Again, good morning, fellowship, or good afternoon. In continuing with our summertime playlist series, God placed on my heart a very, very special song. A song, my brothers and sisters, that has, I can say, got me through some really, really tough times. A, a, a song that reminded me on several occasions, brothers and sisters, that, how, that God is really present. Even, even when we don't even know it. Uh, this song, this song is by none other than Pastor Marvin Sapp. It is his all-time timeless classic ballad. Never would have made it. Come on, somebody. This, this, this song, brothers and sisters, it transcends time and it transcends space. It was released in 2007 after the death of his father. It, it was said that the words of this song never would have made it came to him by divine inspiration, right at the burial ground of his father. In one interview, Mr. Sapp speaks about how devastated he was in the passing of his father, that it clouded his mind and his judgment. You ever been in a situation where you've been clouded and your, and your judgment has been all off? That, has that ever happened to you? Well, I, I believe from his hurt and his pain, God allowed this amazing song to be birthed in his spirit. This song became thus far one of Mr. Sapp's number one greatest hits of all time. It has touched the hearts of millions. And even still today, never would have made it, it's still so, so very relevant. The song enlightens us uh, to know that some stuff we just can't go through without God. It, it helps us to know that we know that some stuff, if it had not been for God on our side, we what? Never would have made it. Come on, somebody. Say amen. God gave me this song for a reason. And the reason is, it spoke to me, especially in a dark time in my life. This song not only spoke to me at a very dark time, but it led me to the third chapter of the book of Daniel. I believe God led me here because it is vital, the message is vital, and it connects with the song so very much. In Daniel chapter 3, I would like to bring your attention to verses 1 through 6, then verse 12, drop into verse 19, and then verses 22 and 23. Do we have those scriptures? Daniel chapter 3, starting at verse 1. And if you don't mind, please stand with me for the reading of the word. Amen. Amen. And it reads, King Nebuchadnezzar made an image of gold 60 cubits high, 6 cubits wide, 
and he set it up on the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. He then summoned the satraps, the prefects, the governors, the advisors, the treasurers, the judges, the magistrates, and all other provincial officials to come to the dedication of the image he had set up. That's all the big shots, y'all. So the satraps and the prefects and the governors and the advisors and the treasurers and the judges and the magistrates and all other provincial officials assembled for the dedication of the king, Nebuchadnezzar, that he had set up and they stood before it. Then the herald loudly proclaimed, nations and people of every language, this is what you are commanded to do. As soon as you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the zither, the lyre, the harp, the pipe, and all kinds of music, you must fall down and worship the image of gold that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. And whoever does not fall and worship will immediately, immediately be thrown into the blazing furnace. Verse 12, but there are some Jews whom you have set over the affairs of province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who pay no attention to your majesty. They neither serve your gods nor worship the image of gold you have set up. Verse 19. Then Nebuchadnezzar, who was furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and his attitude toward them changed. He ordered the furnace heated seven times harder than usual. Verse 22, the king's command was so urgent and the furnace was so hot that the flames of the fire killed the soldiers <laughs> who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men were firmly tied and fell into the blazing furnace. You may be seated. Now, I will occasionally bounce around this, this chapter so that we can get the gist of our message. Amen? But I would like to use for a subject title today, just like the song, Never Would Have Made It. <laughs> the book of Daniel is to be known for both being prophetic and apocalyptic. Daniel, who is known to be the author of this book, was a young Jewish man taken into captivity by King Nebuchadnezzar. You see, Daniel was a wise young man. He, he was faithful, and he had the ability to interpret dreams and visions. Now, there's so much that we can learn about Daniel, but for the sake of time we, and, and space, we're going to drop anchor with the three Hebrew boys. See, I, I know you're familiar with that famous trio, that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And, and, and you see, see forth. So in today's scripture, uh, uh, we, we, we find that these three young men were put into a fiery furnace because they refused to what? Bow down to the king's golden image. What are you bowing down to? Are you bowing down to lust? Come on, are, 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 you, are you bowing down to unforgiveness? What you bowing down to? You see, brothers and sisters, it's common. It was common in that culture for kings and people of power to create pagan gods. 
it, 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 was, it, was, it was their way of uh, uh, being in leadership to gain control. Anybody know about gaining control? Control over the people and control over the land. You see, these leaders such as King Nebuchadnezzar wanted to not only have control over people and the land, he wanted a God-like control. Somebody say, get on out of here. Now, now, here we have Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego standing firm in their faith. Firm in the true and living God. As a matter of fact, back to Daniel chapter 3, verse 15 through 18 says, Now when you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the zither, the lyre, the harp, the pipe, and all kinds of music, if you are ready to fall down and worship the image I made, then very good. But if you do not worship it, you will be thrown immediately into the blazing furnace. Then what God will rescue you then? Come on, come on somebody. Who, who knows about the God to rescue? Bear with me, y'all. Bear with me. Bear with me. Verse 16. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to him, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need you. We do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If, if we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it. And he will deliver us from you. And verse 18 says, but even if he does not, even if he does not, we want you to know. We want you to know, your majesty, that you, we will not serve your gods nor worship the image you have set up. And verse 19 says, then Nebuchadnezzar was furious with Shetnach, Meshach and Abednego, and his attitude toward them had changed. Again, he, 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 he ordered for the furnace to be turned up seven times hotter. When I look at this, this situation with the three Hebrew boys and how they were facing a very heated situation, I'm talking about literally heated. But even though it was heated and turned up seven times hotter, what I loved about them more than anything in their heated situation, they remained calm. <laughs> in, in, in their heated situation that they were facing, they, they remained confident. In the midst of their heated situation, they remained courageous. What are you faced with? What, what kind of heat are you faced with? Uh, uh, is, is it the heat of divorce? Are, are, are you remaining confident or are you bashing your ex? What, what about, what about the, the, the heat of unemployment? Did you lose your job? But uh, are you remaining calm or, or, or are you bashing the boss? Are you not trusting in God for your next move? Are, 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 you, are you facing the heat of losing a loved one? Not just to death, but did somebody walk out of your life that don't love you no more? Are you faced with that heat or, or are you remaining confident? Knowing that if this fool gone, God got something better for me. Amen? 
Come on, somebody. Uh, what, what, I love about, what I love about this story is Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, in spite of the heat that they faced, they had radical faith, y'all. Radical faith. And I think that's what it takes in order for us to get delivered from the heat. We, 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 we got we to gotta stand firm in what we believe in the true and living God. You see, Matthew's chapter 9, verses 29 says, Then he touched their eyes and said, According to your faith, be it unto you. See, we have to exercise our faith, brothers and sisters. It's the only way we're going to get through our fiery furnace. It gets hot, y'all. It gets hot sometimes. Furnaces come in all different shapes and sizes. Some of them are, are meant to consume us. Some of them are meant to teach us. But whatever, we got to remain faithful. As a matter of fact, James 4 and 7 says, Submit yourselves then to God and resist the devil and he will flee. See, see, in the midst of our his, in the midst of our heat, we got to resist the enemy. We got to know that beyond the shadow of a doubt that God said that if we resist him, he will flee. Not he might flee, but he will flee. But we got to stand firm. We got to trust and we got to have a, 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 a three Hebrew boy a spirit about ourselves. Anybody got a three Hebrew spirit? We got to trust God. Now that's some good news. Psalms 34 and 4 says, I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all of my fears. You see, brothers and sisters, God is willing to deliver us from everything that we're afraid of. And I believe that's what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego knew. They knew that God was willing to deliver them from everything they were afraid of. Because I don't know about you, I'm scared of fire. I'm scared of anything that looks like fire. I'm not going to sit up here and lie. But what I love is I got a God that's willing to stand with me. And, and, and I can lean and, and, and depend on him and not to my own understanding. God is ever present. And he wants to be right in the midst. As a matter of fact, in Daniel's chapter 3, verse 25, uh, it says, look, I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound and unharmed, and the fourth one looks like the son of man. I don't know about you, brothers and sisters, but as I read that, I got happy. In the midst of my heated situation, in my chaos, God is with me. In the midst of me losing a loved one or that Negro walking away, God is with me. In the midst of me being mistreated and misunderstood, God is with me. When, 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 when that man don't want me no more or when that woman don't want me no more, listen, God is with me. Right in my furnace. And what I love about it is when I'm in my furnace, when I'm in my heat, when I'm in the fire, I'm unbound. I'm unharmed. But see, when we're not, when not, when we're not, when we're not exercising our radical faith, we don't know that. 
We, we don't know that we're unbound. We don't know that we're unharmed. Come on, somebody, brothers and sisters, know that God gives us the opportunity to exercise our radical faith. Just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, he's willing to do this. And I want to share with you three quick points on how we walk in that radical faith. Number one, know your God. Know him for yourself, people. Know him for yourself. You see, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they knew the God they served. They didn't doubt him not one bit. They trusted him, even though they knew they were on their way to some heated situations. They said, I don't care what happens. Even if he don't save us, I know he's able. Anybody got a I know he's able attitude? Yes, yes, know your God. The Hebrew boys knew their God. They knew him personally. How do you know your God personally? How do you know him? You got to pray. You got to come to church. You got to read your word. That's how we know him. Proverbs 8 and 17 says, I love those who love me. And those who seek me diligently find me. See, when we seek God, we find him. He's not hiding from us. We're hiding from him. We think that our situations are too hot for God. God let us know right here in this uh, third chapter of Daniel, ain't nothing too hot. Ain't nothing too hot. And, 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 and there are some theologians that claim that uh, God took the heat out the fire. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. The heat was still there because it burned the ropes and it burned the men that tried to put them in there. So know this, brothers and sisters, the heat is there, but God is there with you. Come on, somebody. Number two, believe your God. The Hebrew boys never wavered. They stood firm in who their God was. They stood firm. Genesis 15 and 6 says, and he believed the Lord, and he counted it to him as righteousness. You see, brothers and sisters, when we believe God, when we believe who he is, we witness the glory and power in and throughout our lives. Somebody say, believe God. Believe. Number three, try your God. Come on, somebody, for my note takers. Try your God. Try your God. The three Hebrew boys tried their God by trusting in him and not wavering. They tried him. They stood firm. Knowing that he was able, James 1 and 12 says, blessed is the one who preserves under trial. Because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life. The Lord, the Lord promises to be with us. He, he promises. He's able to see you through your fiery furnace. But what I love mostly about this, this story more than anything, not just the fact that God went in the fire with them and not the fact that God was uh, walking in the fire with them and, and, and not the fact that God made sure they were unharmed and unbound. What I love most is, is what verse 27 said uh, in, in, in Daniel chapter 3. It said uh, the satraps and the 
prefects and the governors, the, the, the big shots, y'all, the uh, royal advisors, advisors crowded around them. They saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies, nor their hair, nor their robes were not scorched. There was no smell of fire on them. Anybody want to serve a God that'll bring you out of something and you ain't going to never know you've been through it? Come on, somebody. I want to serve a God like that. I want to serve a God that's going to keep me in the midst of all what I'm going through. Let me share with you a brief fiery furnace of my own. Back in 1994, I had received some devastating news. At the time, I was an educator and I was teaching on a preschool and kindergarten level. Come on, somebody. My oldest son, Lee, was getting ready to turn two years old and, and he was experiencing some developmental delays. But I held fast. I hoped. Then at the age of three, he was officially diagnosed with autism. I didn't know what to do, y'all. I, I didn't know Jesus at the time, and I was sinking fast. But how many of y'all know he was in the fire? I, 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 became, I became ashamed. I became ashamed of my son, and I became embarrassed of him because I felt like, why is this happening to me? And, 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 and this caused me to verbally and physically abuse him. He was in the fire. He was in the fire. I was embarrassed. And I had hated that I had even had him. I was sinking fast. Come on, Lord, let me get through it. Somebody say, never would have made it. Then one day, one day, one day, let me get through this, y'all. One day, a, a good friend of mine had returned home from living out in California for five years. She had came home, and, and I noticed in those five years, she had given her life to Christ, right? And, and she came back home on fire for God. She, she was talking about his goodness and, and how great he was and all that he's done for her. But, but she came back to Chicago homeless. She talked about how good he was and how great, great he was, but she was unemployed. She had two small children. At the time, I believe they were six and eight. But all she did was brag about how good God was. And, and, and she would do this, you all. She would do this because, you know, we would all be kicking it, you know, on the lake and, you know, turning up our 40s. Don't act like you ain't never turned up no 40. We, we, we kicking it, we kicking it. But, you know, she still talked about his goodness. And, and everybody walked away but me. I wanted to walk away. I just didn't because she was my friend. But she kept talking about how good he was. And she was homeless, but she was confident. She talked about how good he was, and she was unemployed. 
but she was calm. She, she, she talked about how deplorable, deplorable the, the shelters were. But she was courageous. I, I had offered her a, a place to stay with me, but my apartment was very small, and my youngest brother stayed with me at the time, and so she declined. She would stay sometimes, but she even slept on a park bench. But Jesus was in the furnace. But see, I didn't understand that one day, lo and behold, I, I go visit someone at church. Somebody said it was just for me. I visit, I visit the church, and it was the first time I heard the voice of God. And he told me to come. He told me to come to him and give him rest. He'll give me rest. And it was that moment, brothers and sisters, I gave God my heart. He took hopelessness and despair. He took it from me and God fixed it so that I not only learned to love my son and all that came with him, God helped me to educate myself. I learned all that I could about autism. I learned everything that I could. And, and, and 10 years ago, I started my own online support group to educate people with, uh, for autism awareness, to keep them from feeling hopeless and helpless like me. I am also, also currently writing my memoirs on my journey with my son. Come on, somebody say God was with me. God was with me. And I was able, I, 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 I have been able, listen y'all, to work with my son and to get him the right help. I stopped looking at what he couldn't do. And I began to focus on what he could do. Listen, 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 listen to me. I, I, I began to focus on what he could do. At two years old, he was playing the piano. He was playing by ear. He has taught himself how to sing in French. He has taught himself how to sing in Spanish. He's been composing music since he was four years old, and he's still composing now. God was not only with me, he was with my son. And guess what, y'all? God, God knows how much that boy loves him too because he's with them, right in his furnace too. Let God be in your furnace. Let God be with you. I know that I never would have made it if it had not been for the Lord that was on my side. So I'm gonna close with this. Never would have made it. <laughs> never could have made it without you. I would have lost it all. But now I see how you were there all for me. And I can say, never would have made it. Oh, I never could have made it without you. Hey. I would have lost it all. Yes, but now I see how you were there all for me. And I can say, I'm stronger. Y'all help me out. Why is it better? Come on. 
you are still right there. So God, we ask that you give this woman of God all the strength she needs to continue to do the work that you have called her to. Bless her family. Bless her son. God, we ask that his latter days be greater than his former. We speak great things from Lee in the name of Jesus. And everybody say amen. Amen. Minister Tuesday Bankston. My God, what a word. Never would have made it. If you could, please stand all over the building. We want to offer Christ to you at this time. The doors of the church are open. Perhaps you don't have a connection with that Jesus who will get you out of the fire. I think what is key in that story is that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they knew God before they got in the fire. Before they got in the fire, they knew who God was. It's important if you are going to make it through the vicissitudes of this life, <laughs> you need to have a connection. One's coming. God bless you. Yeah. Hallelujah. You need to have a connection with a God before you get into the fire. Look at them. They're coming all over. A whole family. God bless you. God bless you. I want to offer Christ to you. He'll get in the fire with you. That's all we've been talking about all day. Started off the top of the service about calling that name. And that name will get in the fire with you. We want to offer Christ to you. But perhaps you need a community of faith. And this community of faith will get in the fire with you. Somebody here can testify that fellowship has been right there with you in the midst of whatever fire you found yourself in. And so we want to welcome you into this family. And perhaps you want to make some changes in your life. You want to start over, press the reset button. Today is a good day to do it. Because perhaps you look down the road and you see a couple furnaces and say, I can't make it without God. I got to get back reconnected with the church get back reconnected with God. If you need Christ, if you want to join this church or you want to make some changes, please come at this time. I see another one coming. God bless you. Come on, come on, come on, come on. All over the building. All over the building. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Is there another? Is there another? This is a good day. This is a good day for it to be a good day. The choir is going to, the praise team is going to come sing just a little bit more of that. I'm going to give you some more time to come. I made it. 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 I
there one? Let us welcome one, two, three, four, five new shipmates. Welcome to the ship. Welcome to the ship. God bless you. Welcome on behalf of our pastor and our first lady. We want to welcome you to Fellowship Chicago. Beautiful family. Beautiful family. And we want to let you know that this is a great, great church. We are so glad to have you a part of us. Aren't we glad, fellowship? Amen, amen. My sister, I want to let you know, I saw you emotional. I told Mr. Tuesday this in the back. My favorite name for God is Emmanuel. You know what Emmanuel means? God is with us. So whatever you got to face this week, whatever fiery situation you got to work, don't worry about it. This is what God's going to do. He'll be right there with you, just like this. My God. Y'all, she said last year she hit a tough patch and she tried to take her life. But she said God was with her. And that's the reason she's right here right now. I thought I was at fellowship. I said God was with her. And she's still here and did not take her life. I need my prayer warriors. I need my prayer warriors. see what the enemy will do he'll have the residual effects he'll make you think that yeah you made it that time but you're not gonna make it this time no we coming against that right now in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus Lord we come right now on behalf of this sister thanking you Lord that she didn't give up Thanking your Lord that she had the tenacity to keep pressing and not do harm to herself. But God, we speak now that you cover her afresh. Touch in the name of Jesus. Touch her again, Lord. Allow her to know that you have never left her nor forsaken her. 
Allow her to know, God, that you're still with her. Despite what the enemy may be saying in the recesses of her mind, we speak, God, sweet peace. We speak perfect peace. We speak shalom, shalom. Cover her from the crown of her head to the sole of her feet, God. So that any dart that may be coming from the enemy will fall to the ground. God, we thank you in advance for a family that's going to surround her. We thank you for fellowship who will surround her in the days ahead. And God, we ask that you continue to give her new life, God. Give her fresh life. Give her a new outlook on life, God. Knowing, God, that her past is her past. God, we thank you that her future looks so much brighter than right now. In the name of Jesus, we pray and believe it to be done. If you believe that, somebody put your hands together and say amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I told you, you got a family that'll get in the fire with you. Our first touch ministry is right here. It's right here with the pom-pom. She's going to take you down and get some information to you and from you. Welcome five new shipmates. Hallelujah. Good to see you, Deacon. My Lord, my Lord. It has been good today. I want to give you another opportunity to give before we depart. Another opportunity to give before we depart. Hey family, I pray you've been blessed by this message that God gave me. I hope you stay connected to Fellowship Chicago through YouTube, Facebook, or our website. Go to fellowshipchicago.com today and make sure that you stay updated on all of the great things that are happening on the ship. Until we meet again, may you be blessed by the power, the peace, and the provisions of God. Peace, peace.